my good sis, my good, good sis. Welcome back to another episode of the My Good Sis podcast, a self-care podcast empowering women to become unapologetically themselves. Thank you for coming back and joining me for another episode of My Good Sis. It's been a while. I've not been very well. I've had concussion. So I've been taking it easy or as much as I can take it easy. I'm not very good at doing nothing. But at the same time, I've been forced to do nothing. So that's been a bit challenging for me. But I'm back and I'm hoping to be back with you every week as planned initially. Um, So thank you for joining again and apologies for the for the delay. So this week I have been trying to recover and while recovering I've been watching Netflix. Um, I don't usually watch Netflix to be honest but I was given some recommendations and I thought I'd give it a try. So um, my good sis suggested the Indian matchmaker with Aunt Seema which if you haven't seen it I apologise um, if you have seen it, then you'll know exactly what I'm about to say. What a load of lots of expletives, right? I mean, it was crap TV and I like crap TV. I've got a high tolerance for crap TV. I, um, like to kind of zone out and I like for a TV to watch me. I'm not somebody who kind of goes and search for serious information on TV. So it was mindless. Right. And that's right up my street. Um, But poor Aunt Seema, how is she the leading matchmaker in India? And not one match was was successful. Really confused by that. (laughs) Actually, her methods were really basic. She has the most basic bio data. It's like a hinged profile. Um, and she's pretty hardcore as well, actually, how she spoke to the lady who had been divorced, who was left a single parent. She was just basically saying to her, look, hun, I'm sorry. Like, you know, you have to lower your standards because you have a child and that's going to be really hard to match you with somebody. And I was triggered, sis. I was triggered. I was like, yeah, that happens to me in my real life. But she's paid you. She's paid you to find her a husband. Your job is to empower her and to make her feel like it's all possible. Surely there's a man out there who will love her and her child. I mean, come on. Maybe there's not because I haven't found one. (laughs) But you're a matchmaker. You are meant to pull that out of your hat and make it happen but yeah she she had a really rough time man she was really not very good at her job basically um she it also opened my eyes to the i would say issues in india and dating you know if you're from the north if you're from the south if you're punjabi if you're sikh i mean it's complex so much complexities and It was an eye-opener for me and I will definitely be having lots of conversations um, around that topic at work, in my day job. Um, And why I say that is because there's lots of talk around the, the acronym BAME and if we should all be put in one group. And I have issues with it and I'm constantly debating it. No, 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 we are different. We are complex. There's so many differences in one race that 
you can't put us all together, blacks and Asians and ethnic minorities. That is just too huge. It comes with too many issues. It's problematic. So because I'm always talking about how it is to be black, I am going to, I I will definitely be um, calling on Aunt Seema and that show. I will. And I'm going to be saying, look, look at how in India, you can't be matched unless you are from the same religion or the same region. And if you're Guyanese and if you're this and you're that, all of, of those issues that live in that community. And yet you think that it's okay to put us all together as one. No, hun. I mean, I've got much stronger arguments. I don't get me wrong, you know, but just so I can use it from an Asian point of view, I'm, I'm going to, because I feel like I am the black who's constantly talking about black issues. And it's like, yeah, Nicola, I really appreciate what you're saying and I really get it and thank you. But equally, I would like yet another perspective. It's like, I feel like they're constantly trying to cross-reference, right? So have a look at Netflix and make up your own mind, yeah? So that's that. Um, I love a good black movie. So I watched Fatal Attraction and boy, oh boy, was I disappointed. I love Omar Epps. I love Nia Long. I mean, I'm not sure about Omar Epps these days. He's looking like he's on um, steroids and not the kind that help you get muscles. He looks like he's on steroids for some kind of health condition. He looks very puffy and age. He's not aging very well. And um, I was really disappointed in that film. And I was hoping that I would get some old school vibes. And I didn't. I got low vibrational TV with a really predictable storyline. And yes, I did say that I like crap TV. But it comes to black films, I've got a different expectation. And I was disappointed. I was like, just just give it a rest. Just give the whole thing a rest. Um, so don't waste your time. I mean, of course, you can waste your time if, if you've got time to waste. And I definitely had time to waste as I was in bed helium, but it just, it's a no from me. So, um, in other news, WAP is at number one and I am very upset. I'm personally aggrieved that WAP is number one. I've got issues with WAP on so many levels. Um, I don't know why I have an expectation of Cardi B. I think it's because in one breath, she like presents like she's so in tune with like politics and Black Lives Matter and justice and equal rights, voting um, and, and, and that coronavirus and uh, conspiracy theories. And she seems like she's a good mum in, in these little small little clips that we see on Instagram. And... Then after nine long months, with all of that going on, she comes out with a song called Wet Ass Pussy. Really, hun? Talk to me about these politics that you care about and talk to me about, you know, our movement, Black Lives Matter. Like, speak to me about empowerment. I mean, I know it's rap and I'm not expecting her to like go down, you know, this route of gospel music or, you know... I'm not expecting her to, to, to turn into this really conscious artist. But I just, I'm, I'm, I'm just upset. I'm just upset at it. And I guess I'm getting old and I've got a daughter. So that has something to do with it. Because in my day, it was Foxy Brown. It was Little Kim. And I still feel like although we were exposed to those lyrics, it was slightly more ambiguous than 
what she's saying. Like, for example, Kim would say something like, you know, um, to make a Sprite can, like, oh, like, what is it? Something about a Sprite can in her mouth. Um, and like, so it's a, a reference to her giving really good head. And it's like, unless you were given head <laughs> or like, you know, just like a bit older, you wouldn't have an understanding as to what she's talking about. Yes, she does have more explicit lyrics, but it was more rappy, more hardcore, right? I think WAP and the fact that it's being said over and over again, wet ass pussy, wet ass pussy, is catchy. And that's all that you really hear, that you don't know the rest of the song. That's all that you hear. And I'm just like, really? What What are you doing? What What are you doing to us? What are you doing to the future of girls and women? These boys are now going to have this really high standard that you've got this wet ass pussy and it's slippery and it's wet and it's tight. And it's this, can we normalise dry vaginas, sis? Can we normalise it being more wet at a certain time of the month? Let's normalise that, yeah? Let's normalise needing lubrication and a bit of help. Don't shame a woman if she's not dripping like a tap. We are not sex objects, okay? And there's this rise in pills around slippery vaginas and wet vaginas. Oh, have this pessary. It's, it's all, all natural products. There's like million dollar companies that are selling pills to make you have a slippery vagina. Now, if you're a young girl who fits into a certain category of, of age, you are going to think, Oh well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not that wet. My like discharge is a bit this, and it's a bit that, and oh gosh, you know what? I'm gonna take my little bit of uh, change, and I'm gonna invest so I can have a wet ass pussy, so I can be uh, liked and respected and admired, and a bit more like Cardi B. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm going into it a bit too deep, but I go into everything too deep, and I'm not happy at what she's using her platform for. Yes, it's music, it's explicit music, but she's also got a very young fan base and it's just not good enough. It's low vibrational shit. Why is popcorn at 94 on the billboard? <laughs> and obviously popcorn is like, he's, he's got his own issues with his, his lyrics. Maybe it's the accent because my child has no idea what he's saying. So if I play that at 100 volume, she is not going to be thinking, mm -mm, he's saying that you've got to twist and turn and whine on the cocky because she can't understand the Jamaican accent. So I feel like that safeguards me and that allows me to do it for, I don't know, maybe another year or so, right? But this plain English, complete repetition about wet ass pussy is, it is like, uh, it sounds like a nursery rhyme in terms of the like melody and it's just annoying to me also talk to me about this collaboration Meg the Stallion and Cardi B like on what day since when when hun I'm sure Meg said something like she ain't gonna work with somebody who don't write their own raps when has Cardi B publicly acknowledged addressed liked Meg the Stallion I mean I'm not too big on this thing so maybe I'm talking out my ass and maybe it has happened but I don't think it has and it feels very transactional it's because Meg is hot and new and young and she's fresh and people want a piece of her and she hasn't made tunes for such a long time it's like how can I get to a number one it's strategic you're a businesswoman I get it but why did your breasts have to be hanging out with these little nipple tassels again 
it's probably because I'm a mother that I'm a bit disgusted. So if you're not a mother and you don't see any issue with it, then I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry for my views. I don't want any child of mine or if it's a niece or a cousin to feel like she needs to go in search of this wet ass pussy. Like there isn't enough pressures in the world for black women as it is. Fuck your wet ass pussy in it. Fuck that. Anyway, <laughs> I digress as I do. It's also pissed me off, actually, that we are no longer trending. Okay, why is our hashtag not trending? Black Lives Matter. So it, I guess I guess we don't matter anymore. I guess having a wet ass pussy is is paramount. That is that is what matters. Yeah. Anyway, as as I said, I digress. Girl, I need a drink, but I can't drink because of my concussion. So that's where you're hearing all of this frustration coming from. But I, but it's valid. I'm sorry. It is. This week's candid conversation, my sisters, is about dating. More specifically, online dating. Talk to me. I know you. you know, I know you can't talk to me, but talk to me, because what are you doing for love right now? If you're single, that is. If you aren't single, if you're happily booed up, this isn't for you skip to next week um but i want to know what's going on in our community in the black uh, community with black love what's happening how are you finding dating in lockdown i can tell you how i'm finding it i'm finding it really bad (laughs) i was thinking of a bigger word but i think that will do let's be plain speaking shall we really bad it's a nightmare. I mean, it hasn't been easy to date for a long time, but obviously with the added pressures of lockdown, it's just made it near enough impossible. And I found myself on the apps. I'm not an app girl. I was reluctant, hesitant. I felt too good for the apps. I'll be honest with you. I'm somebody who likes to go out. I like to vibes and meet somebody in in person. Um, And I've always had this theory that people online are slightly you know less less uh less like desirable and are hiding something online and then I had to really remove that and be like you know what sis all all of our fun has been locked down there's no events there's no travel I'm not even commuting I'm not going anywhere I've got on a mask um so I I should open my mind. I should see what's happening uh, online. And maybe because there's a lack of social events, maybe this will encourage people who are more quote unquote normal to be on the apps. Um, So I tried it. I tried it half open-minded, half against my will, like somewhere, somewhere in the middle there. Um, and I thought I'd give it a try because I'm torn usually with the idea that a queen should stay on her throne and she should never come off of it. And then I'm torn between feeling like a man is never going to just break into my house. So what is it that I'm going to do to go out and meet these people? Because, you know, I'm a homebody and I've been forced to be because of lockdown. Anyway gone on the apps i've tried it there's four apps i tried two so 
The two that I didn't try was Tinder, because I've heard that it's now mainly for hookups, and that's not what I was looking for. Um, and then the other one is Plenty of Fish, again, for hookups, um, nudes and dick pic. And I don't want to see uh, somebody's son, Willie, on my, on my phone. That's definitely not what I want. There's Pornhub for that, and yuck, yuck, and more yuck. So... Bumble and Hinged. So Bumble is the app where the woman has to message first if she wants to um, match with the person. She has to start the conversation um, and that made me uncomfortable. Honestly, it did. It made me uncomfortable because I'm already on here. What more do you want? I'm looking good. You can see my picture. Why do I have to now start a conversation with you? And all all I'm going to say is, hey, or hi. Like, I'm not going to say, hi, let's play two truths and one lie to, like, really capture their attention, which I've later learned that's what they want from you on there because you have to make yourself stand out. And I'm just like, nah, that's where that I'm a queen on a throne thing comes in. Like, I'm not going to make a clown out of myself to be like, oh, hey, so I just came across your page and I'm really, no... And and you do need to put in some effort when um when, when dating online. So my ignorance, it kept me not very successful on Bumble. Bumble also has a, a lot of white men and I don't date white men. So I was, I, I didn't have a big pool to fish from in the first place. So I was like, you know what, next. Hinged is the next one. Hinge has been out for a while. I had a friend who told me about Hinge a while ago and I wasn't really on online dating back then. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going back a good two years at least. Or, or maybe it was like 18 months, but you know, it's around there. Um, but I found myself on Hinge this year and I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Hinged... You can add more information than Bumble. Uh, You can have more pictures. You can have, um, yeah, just a bit more about you. So your job, your like religion, if you've got kids, if you smoke, if you do drugs, your age, your height. There are some features that you've got to pay for. So if you want to put your star sign and things like that. Um, But it was good. And you had to put prompts on your profile to like help the person see just a bit about you. So I was like, you know what? I can get down with this. It felt more like social media. It felt more like Instagram for dating. Um, there was also a lot more black men. Like, I was inundated with black men. Chocolate as well. I'm like, oh, oh, oh. At one point, I ran out of likes. So I would be swiping right to the point that I was like, oh, I've run out. And the only way to get more likes is you've got to pay an upgrade. And I didn't ever do that. So I'd have to wait a whole 24 hours until I was able to like again. Um, so I started off liking, 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 liking. And then I realised that although we had quantity, sis, we didn't have quality. We didn't. Low vibrational. Hey, hi, how you doing? How's your day going? How did you sleep? Hey, I mean, inundated with that type of message. These men were hey, hiring me to death. These men would ask me if they could have my phone number to hey, hi me to death on WhatsApp. 
Why? Like, if we've come off of the app, surely this is to put some steps in place to meet, to get to know each other a bit more. And the famous line, the old famous line, I'm not on here much. Well, really, set your notifications, be intentional and be on here. Because after learning the hard way about, you know, I did give out my number because I'm thinking, here's this chocolate man. He wants to to, um, speak to me off of the app. I might as well. Literally, I was bamboozled. Then I've got a stream of men who've got my numbers and these conversations ain't going nowhere. So I'm out here, blocka, 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 blocka. Literally, I'm like, why did I do this? So I had to think of a strategy, put some structure in place. I had to approach it like a task, more like a project, which didn't take the fun out of it too much. It made me um, save some time. And I'm all about saving time. I'm busy. I'm busy even when I'm doing nothing because that to me is important time, sis. If I'm doing nothing, I'm busy doing nothing. So I'm very intentional about my time and I don't like wasting it. I hate it. I see my time spent as an investment in, in my loved ones, in my work, you know, I'm investing time, so I can't do this. So once I put that structure in place, it was loose. So I'm using big words like structure, like I'm making it so formal. But all I did really was have a set of questions, like a list of criteria that I had to know before you came off of the app. And it sounds really basic, but I didn't know that. I was bamboozled by all of this chocolate on my screen. I'm in my house. It's locked down. Mm, Chocolate, show me, show me. So then I realised, you know what, Nick? You need to ask these questions. So I had my own questions. You know, I wanted to know if they had kids. I wanted to know if they were... I wanted to know why they were on the app you know, exactly what, what they were looking for. Um, and I got some really hilarious answers. I got answers like, oh, I just want to see where it goes, or I'm open-minded, or um, I've, I've just come out of a divorce, or, you know, I'm looking for a wife. And it's like, I couldn't really find an answer that really resonated with me. It all sounded like bullshit. Maybe I need counselling. Maybe I've got trauma. But it all sounded like rubbish to me. Anyway, so I wanted to know... If they had children, I wanted to know what they were looking for. Their star signs big for me now. You may or may not be into star signs, but for me, a star sign is very important for compatibility. You know, and as soon as you ask a man, oh, what's your star sign? He he's telling you, oh, well, I don't really even believe in all of that rubbish. You're like, that's fine, that's great. But if you are a certain star sign, we can't match. I'm very self-aware and I'm not saying, oh, I'm this way because I'm a Scorpio, but I know what sits right in my soul. I'm not making an excuse for for any shitty behaviours and saying, oh, I'm a bitch, but no, I'm not a bitch, it's because I'm a Scorpio. No, I just know what works for me. I know how I love. I know that I'm hard outside and soft inside. I know that I'm very passionate and very sexual. And if I have somebody who's more rigid or you know, I, I, I need to know these things and I've done the work and I've been dating for a lot of years to know to avoid X, Y, and Z. I'm not even going to name them. I don't want to offend any star signs, but there's just, you know, sis, you know, the star sign, there's two star signs that you run from. Yeah. You know who they are. And I just had to make sure that 
I weren't matching with any of them. And if I was, you know, that I found out and then I can just keep it moving. It sounds mad, but on the few occasions that I let that slide, he would show me why I should have avoided him in the first place. So I was right. I was correct to have, um, to, to, to put that on my list of criteria. Anyway, I had more questions than that. And um, if I was happy with those answers, I would move over to the phone. But you're not coming off of one app, my love, to, to chat to me on another app. You're going to pick up the phone or I'm going to pick up the phone and we're going to communicate. I'm going to hear your voice because there's some funny duddy voices online. <laughs> I'm not saying that mine is perfect, but I don't want a man that sounds like me. Just put it that way. So I want to have a conversation with you. So we have a chat and then I can learn some more things. And that energy exchange through the phone is real, sis. You get to feel somebody and you get to learn if their demons affects your angels. If, if, you, if you guys can, can like get on, if there's any, any kind of like pushback, it's really easy. Like it sits well in your stomach. I want to meet this person in person. Or, you know what, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it's a no from me. And go with that. That is your angels. That's your spirit. That's God. That is your intuition that is telling you, don't, don't waste your time. Don't let desperation or loneliness put you in front of that person on a date. Because I've done that. I've been like, "Mm, you know, he's, you know, I feel like he could be a bit better, but... It could be because he's not a phone person. Don't let loneliness make you make excuses for him and that lack of connection, right? So I've been on these dates and and I've sat in front of of this man like, why am I here? This is dead. So I'm speaking from a place of experience. I've done it. So I put more rigid things in place to be like, no, no, no. If it's not flowing on the phone, I'm not wasting my time. So speak on the phone it feels like it's flowing. Mm, this feels good. Okay. All right. So then we make a plan to meet. Lovely. Hopefully that would happen uh, that week or maybe in the next two weeks or so. I can't have it dragged out too long because again, you know, there's three stages. Well, no, there's four stages to this. Okay. So there's how you conduct yourself on the app. There's how you um, speak on the phone. There's how you meet in person. And then there's what happens next after you've met, right? So let's not drag this out. So let's meet, let's do stage three, you know, uh, providing the first two steps go well. Let's do stage three soon. Okay, so we do stage three and we go on the day. Woo, girl. I haven't got enough minutes. I I don't have enough time in the day to unpick all of the experiences I've had and what has happened at that third hurdle. I mean, I've been catfished. Men who look like they've just woken up out of bed. Men who are giving me gifts, but they're trying to put me a part of their pyramid scheme. So it's a gift to help me start my own business based on what they sell. Hey, I mean, bad teeth, bad breath, you know, a completely different hairline that, you know, that was in the picture, 
bad shoes, too tall, too short. I mean, and then if they do look good or if they do look like their profile and it is physically who I was expecting, there's some some like characteristic flaw. There's some behavioural flaw, you know. Um, a man who's on his phone all night. Um, a man who expects you to pay half of the bill, but he 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 has an explanation for it. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with paying half of the bill on a first date if you've met someone online because you're both in it to win it. It's but you know you are both there for the same reason. Do I want to see this person again? Is this somebody that I have um, anything? in common with to spend time with in the future and try and build something. So I'm not saying online dating should translate to a man paying all of the bill. I mean, I've got different views. If I've met you in person, if it's a second date or, you know, a third date, you know, I think if we meet under different circumstances, I've got a different uh, point of view. But with how I've had to approach online dating, boy, if I've got to pay half, I've got to pay half, innit? Like, obviously, it's not my first choice, but especially if I don't want to see you again, I'm I'm not here to chop your coin. I've got my own coin. I, I can buy me a drink. I can buy you a drink. Thanks very much. Goodbye. You know? So, but it's the men who say to you, yeah, boy, so I just think that it's best that we go halves or that, you know, I don't get paid yet or... um. You know, it's funny because lots of women are out here fighting for equal rights and um, equality. And I'm telling you, men who go hard with an explanation is a different kind of man. I mean, he needs to justify why. And I just think there's um, a certain level of crass and classlessness that comes with that. Just put your money on the table, bro. Just put your money on the table, sis. Why do we need to talk about the money? That's uncomfortable. That's yuck. You know? Also, it would help if you if you went uh, somewhere that wasn't too bougie or too expensive. So it doesn't put anybody under any financial pressure. It's only when you're dating those 419ers, these, these like flashy men, or like businessmen, or men who just are, are more well-off. That it's like, okay you know, I don't, he, he's making this move, he wants to, to pay for these, these drinks, or this thing, or whatever, but if, if you're dating an average nine to five guy, there's no harm in paying half of the bill for a first meeting at a modest location, it's why people say, oh yeah, I think we should meet for coffees, because a coffee is six pounds at a nice establishment, you know, that's, that is a different, that is a completely different episode about paying for bills and things like that. But I just wanted to touch on men who pay, expect you to pay half of the bill with an explanation. It's uncomfortable as hell. There's, there's been men who have an expectation that you are going to go back home with them. There's been dry chat. There's just been so much stuff. There's that whole interviewing process as well gets me every time it's like a tick list it's so uncomfortable it's not organic and I asked myself the question is it because we met online that we've got a lack of it 
unfolding naturally you know that it feels like it has to conform to this this structure you know and I feel like once we're in front of each other you know you don't have to conform to the structure as much yes you have your criteria your criteria is very important to have but why are we sitting here interviewing each other should we not just click and vibe and bounce off of each other and laugh and joke and flirt? Oh, I miss a good old flirt. I miss a flirt because these days you try to flirt with a man, he's asking you if he should be using skins or Durex. And you're looking around like, how did we get here? Why are you not emotionally intelligent enough to handle my flirt? Why does that have to translate into sex at yours? A harmless flirt to, to, to keep that going. And it's important to have chemistry, no? Anyway, that interview technique, it is, it's dead. And you sit there and this man is making you feel like, you know, okay, so what is it that you bring to the table? And you're looking this man dead in his eye like, bitch, I am the table. I am. All four legs, the joints, the bolts, the nuts, the chairs, the tablecloths, the cutlery, you name it. I'm the food on the table as well, bitch. And you get ignorant and you get testy. And you're like, why am I here explaining my worth to you? Worth is something that I cannot explain to you because I'm going to sound rehearsed. I'm going to sound like I'm lying or like I'm trying to impress you. I don't want to impress you. I want you to get to know me for me and then you'll be blown away. How about that, Maji? How about that? But no, you want me to um, sit there and say, yeah, well, um, I'll do the laundry and I'll wash the dishes and I'll get the kids and I'll work and I'll start a business and I'll give you head four, four times a week and... Mm? That's what you want me to sit in front of you and say, can we have an organic conversation? Sis, there's a lack of organic conversations when you online date. The swipe left, swipe right culture has got these men looking at us just like a number on to the next. Easy come, easy go. You're replaceable. There's lots of women who, who would, so why have I got to waste time with you? I've not had any organic let's let's just sit and talk and like let's just flow i did have one i did have one but i mean i mean i can't even give you the uh, details of that because he might be listening um but just know that although it was organic it's because he didn't really have a right to interview me like nowhere no how i don't know how he got through my first two hurdles um, he had a sweet mouth and he knew what to say and he was very relaxed and he was very much a persona and it felt like he had rehearsed how to be a nice somebody um, and it didn't feel like an interview but I think it's because if I asked him those questions in return he would have to crawl under a rock because he didn't have anything to say. He didn't have much going for himself. Anyway, so that's the interview questions, the lies. Look out for the embellishments of the truth. Men who have businesses, countless businesses, 
land and schools and orphanages in Africa and just, I mean, why are people in their early 30s ashamed to own their truth? Why are they ashamed to say, I flat share or I live at home or I have gone back to education, I'm working part-time, I'm in a job that I'm not too happy with. As long as you've got some kind of ambition and as long as your current situation isn't your final destination and you've got a plan for your life and you're working towards something, why do you have to exaggerate the truth? Why would you want somebody to love you or date you on the premise that you have these things that you haven't got. Now, I get it. There might be a situation where he just wants to have sex and therefore he feels like he's got to be flashy and he's got to try to like get into your brain a bit. But you have to, to have your radar on for that because this is like, I know you're lying. I am your peer. I'm your age mate. So I know how hard it is. I know how hard you've got to work. I know how hard you've got to study. I know how hard it is to be a single person in our generation. It's difficult. If you if you don't have a partner and you, you have to pay your own rent and it's near enough impossible to have a mortgage on one salary, you've got to be earning. Um, I think I looked at a house the other day. It was like, 580,000 and I had to be earning 116,000 if I wanted to get a mortgage alone. I'm sorry. What? Now, that might not sound like a lot of money in in the world of business, but if you've got a 9 to 5, you you've got to be like a chief exec of a corporate uh, company. Um and I don't know many of them at our age. You know, so I'm on the same path that you're on. And I get it, you know, that it might not happen for you as quickly, that like you don't have to exaggerate your, your truth if you're looking for companionship and love. I mean, I'm not saying that it should be done um, at any cost, but it makes more sense as to why a man would try to finesse a woman uh, to get into his bed under the premise that he's got you know, more I'm going for himself, but you know, more for him because if she goes to his house and, and sees that his bed is not a, a bed that looks like the man looks like the bed of a man who lives this lifestyle, then she ain't gonna drop her panties. That would also mean that you can't pay the bill with an explanation either. And you can't be trying to really give her that some hard drilling of these interview questions. So you've got to pick your struggle, right? But the lies. I found the lies thick and fast. They were coming thick and fast. So many lies. Um, I've just bought a house in Wimbledon. You should come and link me here. Oh man, you're long. Like, why aren't you coming to link me at my new house? And bro, first of all, fuck off. And second of all, fuck off. Okay. Um, there was a doctor who was like, um, well, sorry, sorry, <laughs> a doctor, I mean, he was an A&E doctor, um, and he reckoned that he was, that he was going to be finishing his shift at, say, for um, argument's sake, about eight o'clock. By 8.15, he was home in bed and calling me. What? I'm sorry. 
I don't have to be a genius. I watch enough Holby City and ER and these things to know that you have handover. <laughs> you've got to wash yourself off. Surely you've got to commute. Even if you lived in the hospital, if you had a room in there, you could not hand over and be clean and, and comfortable in your bed to be talking to me. Hey, an A&E doctor in the middle of a pandemic. Hmm, bro. You're a porter, my G. You're a porter. Yeah? And you work close enough with doctors so you are making that your reality. You've, you've learned how to pretend to be a doctor. All right? Don't ask me how I know these things. I just know. My, my gut told me he was a porter. It, it just felt like lies. You know, he, quite a few other things that he said as well at the time, you know, which made me feel like this interaction's a bit techy. I don't really believe him. It, it sounds like he's making excuses for things. But, bro, like, you want a doctor. It might be an ambition of yours. That's okay. Um, and then you get the people who are doctors and lawyers and think, oh, well, you're just a peasant, aren't you? Because you aren't a doctor. And, you know, and, and I, he can own you and he can buy your life and he can change your life and you need him. And it's just like the arrogance that comes with, with some of these men that have good jobs is just through the roof. When are you going to learn that your job and your job title does not define you, Maji? Has this pandemic not taught you anything? Hmm? It, it can come, it can go. So if all you have is your status of your employment, then you're a poor man, like you've got nothing. It's who you are fundamentally as an individual, as a person. That's who I want to get to know. Obviously, I would like you to have some money. I would like you to have, you know, some stuff going for you. Like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and, and, and act as if he could just be a, a mere shell of a man as long as he's got ambition. But I feel like the two have to align. You've got to be a good somebody with core, core values and core morals and good, like, characteristics and a good personality. And be doing okay. I'm not expecting you to be, to be exceeding. Just do okay. I get it. I get the struggles of life. As I said, I'm your age, mate. All right? Um, I, you know, I'm not going to date a man who is doing worse off than me. Um, and that is probably where the like problem lies because I'm not doing too bad. So, you know, it's, 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 it's difficult to date on your level sometimes. But I feel, you know, it's, it's okay to, to have a job and to be striving for more. That's, that's okay. You know, I haven't always had a good job. Um, I've had to work hard. I've had to strive for it. I've had to put my head down. I've, you know, it's, it's taken time. So I would hate to have been judged based on my struggle in, say, for example, 2014. I would, I would hate for that because my core is still the same. I am, I, I am still me, you know, um, and my job, it shouldn't define that. Anyway, the lies. The lies is what blows my mind. And it's just, it's so transparent when somebody is just chatting shit to you. Honestly, honestly. Um, and then the final behaviour for me that um, really is problematic is 
at stage four. So we've had stage one, which is the app, stage two, which is the phone call, stage three, which is the meeting. Now, stage four, if it goes good or bad or whatever, if, you know, if it goes bad, then we have to, uh, we we have to get comfortable with how we communicate that because I think ghosting is toxic, it's dysfunctional, I do it, it's my toxic trait, can't be bothered to explain anything to you, you're long. Um, I just didn't like you in it. <laughs> so, but that's not how to treat people. So I've I've had to do better than that. I've had to let people know thanks, but no thanks. And especially if I've paid half on the bill and these things, that's a big indication that I'm not interested in seeing you again. So... We have to find a way to let 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 the menses know that we are not interested in them. So that's 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 one thing. Um, but if it did go okay, and you're thinking, all right, well, you know, in the time given, and you know, with all things considered, it was a good good first date. You know, I would see him again if it's a date that it's not like, wow, it blew my mind. But you know what? I would see him again. Like, that's fair. I would see him again under different circumstances in a different environment. Let's see. So you leave leave the date feeling like that. And for weeks later, he breadcrumbs you. Now, breadcrumbing is a term that relates to when the man gives you a little just to keep you around. Um, and it comes from, you know, when you are feeding birds and you're leaving like a, a trail of bread to, uh, uh, put them in a cage. And that's exactly what these menses are doing. They are out here saying, Hey, beautiful. Good morning. How are you doing? And you don't hear from them until the next good morning message until the next morning. Um, or it will be, Hey, how's work going? And you don't hear from them until the next working day with the same dead question. I mean, sis, I hate good morning messages. And that sounds angry. It sounds bitter. I'll clarify. I hate good morning messages from people that haven't earned the right to wish me good morning. (laughs) I hope that clarifies it. I mean... Let's build a foundation. Let's get to know each other a bit more. How are you just going to wish me good morning with no follow through every single day? You're a drag. I don't want you to say good morning, beautiful. It sounds scripted. You read somewhere that that's how you get close, stay close, build a relationship with a woman. You say good morning, beautiful to her. Hun, that is not what we need. It's not what I need. I need to like you first. I need to have had some consistent conversation after that date. I need to know that you genuinely care that my morning is good because you have got to know me. You've got to connect with me on something other than Hey, good morning. Hey, how you doing? It's like we have regressed and we've gone back to the days on the app where it was, hey, hi, hey, hi, how you doing? Hey, hi. Surely we've had a date for a good couple of hours. You now have something else to say. Why are you breadcrumbing me? Why do they breadcrumb, sis? I think they breadcrumb 
because of the options, the culture, the swipe left culture. They have swiped right on many women and they just don't know who to try to form a lasting bond with. They're overwhelmed. They are inundated with gorgeous women and they think I'll keep this one around because I had a good date, but I'm speaking to this one now. So I'm going to see what she's saying and then I can invest some more time. It's just a numbers game. It's just a numbers game. And I don't want to be a part of your rotation. I don't want to be a part. And it's obvious that I'm a part of your rotation because you are investing time into me. You're just, hey, hi in me. And good morning, beautiful in me to death. If you could see me this morning, you would see that you should not be saying good morning, beautiful to me. You, you would be saying, oh, babe, I think you need a coffee. <laughs> You'd be saying, oh, babe, um, I'll, I'll make you some breakfast in bed. Yeah, that's that. That's what you'll be saying. You won't be saying, hey, hey, beautiful, like some fairy tale. Piss off. Get to know me. Hey, queen. Oh, my God. What's queening about me? What do you know? We've spent two two hours together. You aren't trying to to uh, to uh, see me again. We aren't having any uh, um, consistent conversations. You're just reading from a textbook. I can't stand it. Breadcrumbing, sis. Look out for breadcrumbing. I mean, if you are going to embark on online dating, because this is my experience and these are my conclusions. And so if you are going to embark on it, or maybe you've got a very different experience to me, and I would love to hear if you've got any positive stories, please, please send them to my good underscore sis to my Instagram, DM me, and um, I, I won't screenshot or I won't, you know, give names or anything like that. But if you've got a black love online dating story from any of the free apps, please send them to me and I will share them if you don't mind, because I would like to inspire, empower, promote, give hope to, and maybe you've got some tips, you know, like maybe I'm being really close-minded. Um, so I would love, love, love to hear from you because I'm inundated with bad stories of catfish and bad breaths and half on the bill and, and the list goes on. But if you are going to embark on it because you are feeling lonely and you're feeling like um due to lockdown and and these things that you would like to seek that just be clear be clear on what you want have a structure that works for you don't be strayed from your structure don't let somebody's son come and tell you what you need be clear about that i mean it starts with self-awareness so I feel like once you're self-aware, then you can have a understanding of, of what you want in your life and how you can go about it. And just be clear, clarity, have your criteria. Don't lower the standards. Don't lower the bar. Don't let loneliness and horniness and social media and the norms of our society come and make you feel like you have to reduce your standard. If you If you've got got that criteria, own it. Write your list and own it, sis. 
do not let somebody sound come and make you feel like you are asking too much or you're overreacting and you aren't worthy of what you want. If you can dream it, you can achieve it, right? So if you can see this man in your head, if you can feel him in your spirit, if your spirit is telling you, this is what I need in a partner, he has to be, he has to be honest, he has to be God-fearing, he has to be attractive, passionate, he has to be generous, you know, whatever your thing is, stick with that. And if you're in a dark place or you're feeling a bit low and you don't know um, what you want, don't date. Dating is not for you right now. Dating is not your portion until you are crystal clear. And again, it goes back to self-awareness, self-love, then you can say, here's what I want. Here's what I deserve. I'm not taking no chat from Nubwai. Yeah? Good. Have clarity and be ready. Have a thick skin, sis. Have a thick skin. These men were rejecting me. And now I'm back on my throne because I had a short period where I definitely wasn't on any throne. Now I'm back on it, firmly crowned in place. I'm thinking you, you rejected me. Hey, you're lucky. You're lucky that you even got to have a conversation with me in the first place, my G. Have a thick skin. These men be having criteria that is low vibrational, that is materialistic, that is superficial. If you don't have a, 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 a certain body type, if you if you don't drive a certain car, if you don't work in a certain place, if you have children, children seems to get the most rejections on with online dating. I feel like Aunt Seema might have been onto something here because it's tough. The rejections were coming in and I'm thinking, but you found me. Because once I was liking, 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 I realised that's not how I wanted to do it. Because who I was liking would like me back, I guess, out of ease. Because, you know, fine, whatever. And then would expect me to do all of, like, the talking and, 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 and the chasing and the building. And he would then say, oh, sorry, you've got a child. I don't date, date like, women with kids. You know, um, I feel like there's, a, there's this theory um, that if you have a child with somebody, you are eternally in love with them. And as much as that's how it should be, it's not my reality, babe. It's not my reality. And it's not, there's lots of women that it's not their reality. Okay, I've got boundaries. Lots of us with children have boundaries. We do not have these men walking around in our house, in their boxers, in our fridge, speaking about, I just want to put the kids to bed and read them a story. We, I've, I, I feel like I've got a personal mission to undo that notion in our men's head. Because there's men out there who think that they would always play this like second fiddle to the father of your child. And most of us can't stand them. <laughs> so that will never be a thing, you know, rate me, respect me. I'm sure that there are some women out there that don't have boundaries, that are in love still. And, you know, and, and I, I get it. It can get a bit techy and people are like, oh, you know, uh, like I really want to start having sex and to have some companionship, but I'm still deeply in love with my um, child's father. I'm sure that exists, 
Right? I'm sure that exists. So I get it. It's fine to be to have a preference as well. I'm not upset. If a man, if he's not interested in me because I've got a child, that's okay. You just aren't for me. You just aren't my person. But it feels personal at first. It feels very personal. It feels like um, you have a personal issue with my child, which I had to get out of my head because you don't know me. You do not know her. You would be lucky to know her. Everyone needs her in in their life. That's a fact. She's special. But I... It took me a long time before I realized that it wasn't personal because it felt personal because that's my baby that's my heartbeat that's she she is me like that's my child so if I've got a man telling me nah sorry I don't date women with kids it feels like wow he don't date me because I have her and you know anyway I unlearned that I unlearned that and it's fine to have a preference you are entitled to like and want and have whatever criteria you want so I'm not upset if a man would rather not date me because I've got a child. It's just in there, in how they said it. And, um, it, you know, and um, I had this one guy who said to me, well, you know, I won't ever take you seriously. Um, and we won't, you know, um, I can't make you my wife or anything, but I've got needs. And I'm sure you've got needs, especially if you're at home all day with a child. So sh- should we fuck? Wow, wow, wow. Wow. I mean, no words. None. I won't tell you what I did next because you know, you know. So having a thick skin is really important because you could have an expectation that you are going to meet this nice guy and he's going to wine and dine you and this and that. And you are likely to get ghosted and blocked and these dead one-liners and a man who's trying to string you along for weeks and say yeah 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 left me left me and that never happened you know please have a thick skin if you are going to um embark on it for me personally i have concluded that i'm not an online data i like to meet people in real life i like to meet them organically i need to see your energy um and I'm, I, you know, I, I can shop online for my food and my clothes and my holidays, but I cannot shop online for a man. And at the moment, and it's, you know, it's changing. It's ever changing. There's times that I feel like, no, man, he's going to find me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm all this. And there's times that I'm like, oh, shit, like, maybe I should be doing something a bit more, you know, be that bit more um, proactive about about meeting somebody but right now i'm i'm staunch i'm staple i ain't going nowhere i'll meet somebody when they present themselves to me if that changes if when why that changes i'll be honest and i'll let you know i'll keep you in the loop as to why i have changed my approach but for now it's a no from me i've got a good sis story to share with you And each week I will endeavour to give a story from myself or from a fellow good sis um, about a story that relates to our candid conversation, you know? So this week, it's a good sis story from myself, okay? I met a guy on Hinged. I did all of the necessaries. It was the chat on the app. It was the chat on the phone and the chat in person. Now, 
Now, the meeting in person will go down in history. So it was all good. It was all fine. He met my criteria. No red flags. Um, We had a conversation that was kind of sexual, not like personally what he wanted to do to me or what I wanted to do to him or anything like that. But it was, you know, he, he touched on a sexual preference. Maybe that was a flag. I wasn't offended. It didn't seem anything crazy to me. Um, I'm quite liberal and quite open-minded. And again, it wasn't sounding as if that day he was hoping that it would end up back at his. It was nothing like that. I was like, okay, right, yeah, cool, yeah, whatever. Anyway, we had spoken for, I, I would say, just over a week So in that space of time, it was consistent conversation and it felt organic. We're adults, you know, it's fine to touch on it. It's different if he's saying what he wants to do to me and these things. That's when I know what what time it is. So I wasn't mad. I was interested in what he had to say. So we meet. We're sat in an outdoor place. Sorry, he sat in an outdoor place. I'm walking up to him. I see a man, a black man, in a mask. And I'm like, okay, well, this is weird. So I phoned him. Mate, is that you in a mask? He's like, yeah, yeah, it is. I'm like, here we go. Fucking hell. Anyway, okay, so we're outside. It's a table for two, away from the crowd. No reason to have on a mask. Okay, are you going to sit there in a mask? Why are you here? I don't know. I I feel like some of you might be saying, oh, yeah, but, you know, like you're meant to be social distancing. So, well, no, it was at the end of lockdown, okay? And it was fine. I, I made that judgment. It was fine. And unless he had symptoms, he was fine too. I asked him if he had symptoms. He didn't have any. He had been working from home. He had walked to the venue. Why do you have a mask? So he takes off the mask and lo and behold, he looks different to the picture. Not massively different, but it it was clearly a good day. He had some good lighting. He might have even used an app, a little piece, small, small, to make himself look um, just that bit more fresh. And on his profile, he only had two of the four or five pictures that you can have. Um, And on his his WhatsApp profile, he had a picture that that was different. And I thought, okay, well, he looks all right. Um, But he looked different. He looked older, much older. So he had clearly used some pictures from his younger days. Um, He looked much older and I was a bit harassed, a bit harangued. Like, okay, so it's it's, it's a mild catfish. But I'm here. I'm not far from home. I'm in walking distance. It's a sunny evening. Let me have this drink and go. Because I wasn't attracted to him. He looked older. He looked too old for me. And, you know, I've I've got a 10 year plus age gap that I'm fine with. But this one, mm-mm. it was a no. Anyway, so we're sat there. We're having, we're having chit chat. You know, he's telling me about his work. He's telling me about his upbringing. Just chit-chat, chit-chat, chit-chat. It's all good. I see a bag. A black, opaque 
bag that he has brought with him. Now, if you know, you know. I've had many black opaque bags in my life. I frequent Soho. But I was a bit taken aback by why the black opaque bag was on the table in the bar. Or, you know, yeah, yeah, it was a bar, although it was outside. So I've asked him, oh, that was in the bag. Acting as if I don't know what black opaque bags are about. Oh, you know, like, what's that? He was like, oh, you'll um, find out in good time. Okay. Minutes later, we're having a conversation, a very... <sighs> Mate, it wasn't, like, it wasn't a sexy conversation. It was a very simple conversation about work. It wasn't anything to do with sex or preferences or anything like that. It was just so normal. There was no chemistry between us. There was no lust between us. Well, at least on my side, there wasn't. But I didn't feel like there was on his side either because he was so normal in his conversation. Just chit-chat, just stuff, work. Man went into a whole story about work, about his colleague and what his colleague did or he didn't do. And I'm thinking... Why are you doing this? <laughs> anyway, you can hear that I'm still a bit scarred. So he takes a box out of the black opaque bag and he puts the box on top of the black opaque bag and now he's handed the mic to me to start talking about my work. So he's not talking about his work anymore. He's, he's like asking me questions. So he's upright and he's, and you know, he's like trying to, to, take something out of the box while asking me about work and I'm talking and I'm like yeah HR you know I'm working from home this and this I'm working on this case and discrimination blah blah and he is unpacking this box so he takes takes out this pink device two little pink devices hot pink out of the box wrapped up in a bag He's very meticulous. He puts the, the box in the bag and puts the bag under the table. He then gently un, undoes the seal of the plastic to like let me know that it's new and he's being very like meticulous and he's doing like each side, he's lifting it. And I'm talking about work and I'm like, what the fuck is this? He gets some batteries out of the bag and he puts batteries in one part of the two-part pink device. He puts in the batteries and then puts it in his pocket. He then wraps back up the second part of this two-part pink device, puts it in the box and gives it to me and says, that's for you. That's for you to insert. Guys, peoples, loves, sisters. I was given a sex toy on a first date. I, he had an expectation that I would go to the bathroom, insert this, this like vibrating egg so he can control it. I mean... If that's not the highest form of sexual deviance, nothing is. 
He was on his Christian grey. I'm a perfect stranger. We've spoken nothing about this stuff. I've given you no impression that will make you feel that you can control my orgasm on a first date. I've given you no impression that you can control my orgasm ever. I've not given you any impression that we will fuck. Why have you given... I mean, I was dumbfounded. I have had many first dates and that one was the weirdest how are we in the middle of a conversation about work and you are back up straight you know man fixed his posture and he's intentionally meticulously unwrapping a box to give it to me so I meant to say okay I'll be right back and go to the toilet and insert so he can sit there and control me I don't insert anything in my vagina anyway. <laughs> so if you got a chance to know me, sex toy or not, I'm a clip girl. What are you doing? You're scary. That's why you're old online. And I think you're on the wrong site. Hinge isn't the site for you. Find a sexual deviant site. May it was ridiculous. Saved by the bell, though, God has my back always. God goes before me. He really makes a way. And my angels, they work tirelessly. They don't sleep on me. Because my good sis walked past. <laughs> and my good sis isn't even from London. My good sis walked past. And she was heading to a, a location that I knew that I could meet her at if I left this date. That, that was my cue. Yep, I'm out. I didn't have to cause a scene. I didn't have to do any wahala. I didn't have to try to like tell him about himself. I just left. And I went to meet my good sis and we had a lovely evening. <laughs> she was in the ends. It was meant to be. I hadn't seen her for ages. I was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. Um, I didn't block him straight away because I was like, right, okay, I've got to get out of here and I went to, to MC my good sis and we had a great evening. Two days later, he he messaged me and he said, oh, I guess that we're both really great, great people. But, you know, um, I just don't think that we're good for each other. Anyway, you think that I'm going to be like, you think I'm going to reply to you? You even reminded me, you even reminded me that you still had access to me. Blocker, blocker, blocker. No word of a lie, sis. So, I feel like my conclusion to avoid online dating is correct. As I said, please DM me if you've had better experiences. If you've heard something today that, that makes you feel like I'm doing something wrong, let me know. I am willing to learn. I'm not willing to, to I'm go back online just yet. But I, I'm willing to keep it in mind, to bear it in mind, because I've had a fair share of dates. This isn't a quick rash decision. Um, I'm not um, trying to quit, you know, too soon. I've tried. And I have a theory that the people online are slight seconds, like TK Maxx. <laughs> so, yes, 
That's my conclusion. <laughs> TK Maxx, men. Um, and I've got nothing against TK Maxx. Um, I won't be queuing up in those queues. Uh, those COVID queues for TK Maxx are longer than queues for the supermarket. And I don't know what is in there that is that necessary. But, and especially because TK Maxx has a website. It's not like Primark, right? You can definitely get some stuff online. But you know what? I'm not going to knock the shop. It has helped me out in at times, but I'm not queuing up for it like that. And I definitely don't want my man to be of that standard. Okay, TK Maxx men. That's how, that's how it's in my head. So if I ever feel some type of way, I'm like, you know what? You are dud. Your slight seconds. Okay, your slight seconds. You've got a bit of a defect going on. Is a no from me. But I want to keep the hope alive and I want to educate myself and I want to bring some information to you too. So my good sis, who is a research expert, is helping me conduct some questions, some meaningful quality questions that I will then be able to ask some black men, I'll be um, conducting some interviews, to hear from them about their experience of dating us. And I will be recording those over the next two weeks. And in at the start of September, you will have an episode which will hopefully have at least 10 quality interviews whereby I'm asking these questions and I will make it so it's clear and we can learn something together. Um, I'm working tirelessly on this because it's important to me. Now, where I'm finding these men is equally the issue because if it was that easy I would probably be with like one of them right like if he's so good and I'm so good and you know you know and I one plus one make two but I'm working on it sis I'm working on it I've got you I I need to hear it for myself I I'm trying to not preempt the findings because I've got male friends and I know that I'm gonna hear stuff about paying the bill and shit like this. And I'm just trying to structure these questions so I, I can really conduct this uh, research and have quality data and really meaningful findings which could help inspire us and give us an insight into their minds. So I will be back with that shortly. In the meantime, I do have some more um, episodes coming out, so please do stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming back and being a part of the My Good Sis family. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a fantastic week. I will be back in seven days time. Take good, good care. Self-care. <laughs>